Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I've got my power juice. Okay. Here, which is all Spice. sorts of disgusting things. Beetroot, watercress, celery, um, kale, ginger, and a bit of coconut water and water. Brilliant. Am I going to become like you, Mo? Am I going to be an elite runner on that? Is that my cue? Yeah, after that, you might be. You never know. Hello. I'm Susanna Constantine, and this is my wardrobe malfunction. And how are you all this week? I, what have I been up to? Not very much. I've just been chained to my laptop again. For hours on end every day working on a new something which will be revealed next year yeah and i have actually been running i've got way back into my running i did 12k day before yesterday so i'm feeling good and as luck would have it and maybe the reason i was inspired is that this being episode 63 and the fact that my special guest is our first ever sporting star might have something to do with it. We're starting at the top because today I am speaking to the record-breaking multi-Olympic legend, Samo Farah. Oh, so let's grab the handles, open my wardrobe doors and find out what's inside. It's really difficult to know how to begin when describing today's guest. He's the most successful British track athlete in modern Olympic history, a serial record breaker, a quadruple double winner, winning successive Olympics and world championships in 10,000 metres and 5,000 metres, a marathon record holder. He has a waxwork in Madame Tussauds, golden post boxes in Teddington, and even his own dance move, the Mobot. Of course, <laughs> it's Samo Farah. Samo, how do you feel about being called Samo, or do you kind of get a bit embarrassed about that? I get a little bit embarrassed um, because I'm just Mo, and and obviously, you know, having achieved good things in you know throughout my career, got given the title. So you know, but sometimes you're just like, yeah. Oh, People often ask me, "Is like, what do you want to be called? I'm like, Mo. <laughs> but it must have, I mean, have you ever, has it sort of helped you in certain situations, having your knighthood? Or, you know, it's like, have you managed to get upgraded on a fancy flight or into a restaurant or something? No, often, yeah, I, I do get a lot of nice things. And um, just people, you know, often say, listen, I was there that super Saturday or I was there for your career. And and often we do, we do go places, you know, people are just kind of maybe send a drink your way or, you know, in a restaurant where you go, oh, yeah, hi, Mo, how are you? set you here. You do get treated um, differently, and uh, yeah. which is a nice thing, you know. I, I don't expect it, but, you know, there's a lot of nice people out there in the world. 
Yeah, and I think that's probably not because of your knighthood. I would imagine it's much more because of what you've achieved and where you've come from. And I mean, it is really, truly quite remarkable. And I know you will have heard that so much, but it is remarkable what you've done in your life. No, it's, it's amazing what I've done uh, in my career. Yeah, as a as a little boy, you know, having that dream and then that dream becoming true. Uh, it's been amazing, and I look back in my career now and go, yeah, I was 16 at that point, I was this age, and, and, and to me what stood out the most, it's 2012, you know, no, nobody in the, you know, can take that away from you for what, mm. what we did, mm. as a, three of us make, making history that Super Saturday, and, and I think often when you, people do refer, they think that moment, Absolutely, but yeah, it's for me. I mean, I remember, funny enough, you did the Booper run, 10K Booper run. This must have been 12 years ago, 11 years ago. Do you remember that? Did you do it then? Bank holiday normally is on, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I remember my daughter, Esme, she was and still is obsessed by you. She's nearly 21 now. And she decided, aged 11, that she was going to do this race. And you had to be 16 and over from memory. Yeah. So we put her in a bra and I padded her bra right. I said, okay, come on, you want to do it, just go and do it. But she managed to find you in the crowd. And I remember her turning round, and we were at the start, and she looked at me and she had tears in her pouring down her face like she'd met Justin Bieber. Most kids would be doing that if they met Justin Bieber. I'll never forget that moment watching you next to my daughter, and and then you just whew, elegantly glided away. To normal people, it looks easy, but often it, it's not. But again, it's, it's finding that balance where, you know, you have to work hard, you've got to stick at it. And, and I think I was lucky enough to be able to, you know, find running because, you know, if I wasn't a runner, I don't know what I'd be good at. And often it, oh, it's that questions, what we're good at, what can we do, what can, how would we get the best of our out of ourselves yeah okay so when you had at the age of 16 that was your dream is to become mm. an elite runner you realized your dream beyond your wildest expectations as a teenager after 2012 what was your dream post that what, did, what and what do you dream for now so yeah it's, it's been different phases of, 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 of my life where, you know, you think certain things and then over time it changes and then you achieve certain goals and then the goals, you know, keep moving up. So I remember age of 16, uh, there was a, I went to Disneyland, Florida, for example, uh, where I got invited to go, you know, part of the Olympic youth it was. And at that point, I remember going Disneyland, going on all the rides, coming back, and I was, they chose me as an athlete, have potential, you know, could, you know, pursue from a career. So I came back from that moment going, I want to be an athlete. And that was a, that was a big decision. And then at that moment, you know, I stuck at the running track, kept training. And there was another point in watching Sydney Olympics, seeing, you know, um, in the, watching the 10,000 metres and, and going, wow, I want to be an Olympic champion. That was the moment where I said, listen, what do I need to do to become an Olympic champion? How do I train harder? How do I you know, get the best out of myself? And if I didn't watch that race or, or see that way, then I don't think I would achieve what I have. And, and then again, doing it. Mm -hmm. See what I did in London was 
incredible, you know, dream come true. And at that moment, you go, wow. And nobody can take that away from you, and you achieve that. And then by that point, you're like, as an athlete, you always think, or we still do to this day, when you win that moment or, or you achieve your dream, you're always thinking, once you cross the line and finish that, two days, three days later, you're like, yeah, what's next? Yeah. You never go, keep still and go, I achieved that, I'm going to you know, sit back now. Mm. You never do. Mm. So what was your goal after 2012? The next goal was, can I do it next Olympics and can I win same again? Uh, and that's why I did uh, 2016 in Rio. I did the double. And at that point, I was like, it'll be nice to make history. You know, there's not many athletes who's won double, double. And then to come back again. <laughs> Extraordinary. And I mean, really, and... And, t- and today, what, what is your dream? In my athletics career or in just general? Both. Okay, obviously it's going to be for your family um, to be happy, healthy and well. But for you, Mo, what's your dream now for you as an athlete? I think just kind of get the best out of myself. I felt like, you know, last year was hard for me uh, personally and, and, and in, in my athletic career, being injured and couldn't, you know, do what I, I do love. And probably just get back on the road again, get racing. That's what I like to do, maybe another year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just say farewell to, you know, for all the people who supported me and, and, and finish on the good note. I think that's the key. I, I try and think mm-hmm. about that, you know, how could that be perfect picture of mm-hmm. you? Because often, you know, in, in, in our career or in, in general, sometimes we think too late and, never, and I never want to think it's too late, if that makes sense, to say farewell. Yeah. Will you train? Would you ever consider training? Finding... The next superstar. Would you ever consider doing that? Yeah, for sure. I've got my coaching license, and that's something that you know I have thought long about. Even when I was competing, to see what we can give back to the younger generation and how we can, you know, guide them into the right things. Mm. And have you ever thought of doing ultra running? There's an amazing book. I know I'm not going to remember what it's called, but it's about this. He's an ultra runner, and he did this one in Mexico. He goes into the thought process and. The things that you think when you're, you know, going through the pain barrier to get out the other side. I mean, how earth do you cope with that? The, the agony when you're doing a, you know, a 10,000 meter. There must be a point where you're, you think, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, you do. You do go through a different zone, as you said. Mm. But you've got to love what you do. And I often, you know, I know it's my job. and It's been quite a while, but it's something generally I do enjoy being free and, and, and challenging mm. yourself. And, and mm. I always tell, a quote of mine, I always say to myself, You're, you always got more than what you think you have. And that is all the time. Sometimes our body says, I can't do it. And, and the body is tired, but mentally you've got to get through it and, and, yeah. and, and push yourself. And we're under that elite effort. You're always pushing yourself further and longer. I mean, that's a skill in itself, isn't it? To push yourself through the pain barrier. But you learn, you learn along, and, and I think mm. a lot of it is to do with my upbringing and, and the challenges I find in, in my early mm. early days of being a kid. But that teaches you to be disciplined and to be focused. Mm. So going back to your early days, you were you were born in Somalia and you were there until you were eight years old. And do you have any memories from from that time? Not too much, um, but mm. often for me. 
the hardest has been, you know, being at school, being, you know, couldn't, couldn't speak the language, just communicating. I think that was a hard thing. But if it wasn't for sports, then I would never got even got further. So mm. having sport and athletics helped me able to interact with other kids and have fun and, and, and made it more enjoyable. But if it wasn't mm. for that, then God knows what we did. I mean, that just is such a testament, isn't it, to sport, how inclusive, I mean, it can be exclusive as well, but generally how inclusive it is and how it can break down barriers. And it can, you... I think it can, sports in general can break down a lot of barriers. Mm. Often we, we see it now and how difficult it is for kids or, and, and people in general for mental health and, and throughout, mm. you know, that we are struggling in a different way, but how do we get the best out of people? And I think it's been interacting with others, make events, sports, and even for kids particularly, you know, often the hardest thing is it's the kids because often kids can't communicate as, as well as we mm. can. Mm. Were you bullied at school when you came over? I wasn't... Uh, Bullied, but it w- it wasn't easy as as should we say uh, in terms of you know gr- growing up in Felton uh, wasn't easy. Um, but at the same time, I never saw it as a challenge. I just saw uh, it is what it is, and what do we need to do? Because you left your twin behind, and you didn't see him again for twelve years. So why did he stay and not come? Yeah, I think that was hard part, and that's the part I still kind of <laughs> working at. And that, but again. Obviously, it's not what, what you wanted, but it's never at my choice, if that makes sense. Um, and I, I have talked about it openly about it, but I think in, in a way, I don't know what it feels like. And often I try and rephrase to my kids how, how, how it is. And I in, in this situation right now, every, obviously everything is okay. But at the times, I think there was a lot of issues with certain things, and I think that made it harder. Mm. Who did she stay with? relative my aunt and I, it's, it's, it's a totally different you know it is in africa as you said like they had a lot of relative uncles aunts and everybody yeah. in, in, in the uk the often if my kids are like you're going with uncle who's uncle where yeah unless you know yeah, the so- person but in africa everybody's uncle aunties and cousins and grandmas yeah. and it's it's totally different so he was he was secure in his yeah. extended family. Yeah, and you obviously you you've been back to see him, I imagine. And has he? No, we have close relationship. Here? He has ten kids. It's <laughs> a different life. Ten kids. Yeah, he has ten kids, but we still we're still Amazing. close, and um, that doesn't change anything. We still have a good balance yeah. between us. And often I say to him, I look at him and go, "Yeah, when I stop running, I hope I don't look like you." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, well, 10 kids, that I can't even get my head around that. But you met your wife, Tanya, didn't you, when you were 13? Yeah, we were the same school, we were the same athletics club, so I've known her, you know, pretty much all my life, pretty much, uh, in early early years, and we're separate ways in life, where you go union and end up being together. It's such a rare thing to happen, isn't it, that you've known the person you end up with since you were a child? It's very rare. And now we've got four kids, eh? <laughs> and now you've got four kids. So what are you up to at the moment? So at the minute, I've got a lot of time in my hands. So I've just been spending a lot of time with my kids, just getting involved more. And often, yeah. because of, of my career, what, what I've been doing over the years, you know, that part has been always to the side and just let me do what I do. And now I'm actually full, 
hands on now. It must be a real luxury for you. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, as I said, family's everything to me. So you find, I mean, I find, because I've worked all my life, and um, to, when I had like a downturn in my work and I wasn't working so hard, and I basically have spent much more time with the, my children, my God, it's shattering. I mean, I find work so easy compared to with being a full-time mother. For sure, me too. And often, you know, my wife did a great job of, of taking the activities, just getting them day to day what they need. And often that's not easy, like following a school schedule, knowing like when they got sports, uh, the games they have and birthday parties, just getting organised. For me, I find that hard mm. because I honestly thought over the years just about myself and what I need to do in order for me to race or run well. This is what I need mm. to do. And you kind of you know, take it for granted, but you leave that, you know, family and other things, people to take care of it. And now mm. I've not run much, so I'm just hopefully we'll get back into some kind of running some point soon. Have you been literally not running at all? Last time I ran is almost three months coming up. <gasps> a single step. Well, apart from mm. the other day, I would just kind of jog, if that, if that would make sense. I just jog like a 5K, but... That was the first time. So that you could do now, no problem. Yeah, because my body's so conditioned so over the years. To me, mm. yeah, I, I find it easy, even if I have like, a lot of time off. Obviously, I won't run as fast as I should do to when I yeah. fit. But you can still run. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do you miss it at the moment? Do you miss the kind of go, just like opening the door and going, right, I'm going to go for a run? No, I miss it. I, I do miss it. And over time, it was something, you know, my hobby becoming like a full-time job and then I never saw it as job and obviously you know it, it was my job to run every day and you just get conditioned to it and you run every day and the, the days that you don't run you're like what do I do with myself you know you yeah you've got a lot of energy even now I'm at home and, and doing bits and bobs with the kids and just trying to keep myself occupied I think that's that's the hardest because yeah. you've been so used to it every day twice a day go run you go gym just everything you do is just the purpose of running, running, running. And now you have that lot of time off, you're like, ooh, what am I going to do? Where am I? But don't you find also, it's like, have you, has it ever gone through your mind, like not only where am I, but who am I? Once I'm you, trying to find you... that out. <laughs> who am I? And why am I good at this? And well, what do I need to do? How come I did this? And, 
as I said, like I'm still not finished running and I, I want to continue for another a year or so. But at the same time, it's just kind of, you take, now just kind of taking a step back and you just seeing for w- what it is. Yeah. Just trying to work out. But didn't you find, I mean, don't you find that difficult? And the only thing I can equate it to is that I've, I was in television for many years with my partner, Trini. And we were known as Trini and Susanna. You know, it was like someone would see just me on my own in the street and they go, you'd, I'd overhear someone say, oh, look, there's Trini and Susanna. So yeah. it was always the, our names together, never on my own. And suddenly when we stopped, I was like, who am I? And I found that really tough to kind of discover who the hell I was because I wasn't part of this team and I wasn't doing that I'd done for so many years. So just, has that affected you much in that way? A little bit. You, you do find it because who am I? That's the question. So, uh, yeah, I've obviously you know, achieved great things in life and, and throughout my career, but the purpose who am I who, what am I like what am I thinking I'm kind of just discovering because often as I said mm. a lot of people see you because they see you on TV they see what you did and also the, ex- the expectation of you is different to reality and when you get in conversation with people you are oh, go down to a local pub on a, on a Sunday with my family I like to be able to just kind of you know go down to a local pub have Sunday rows have normal stuff and just just be chill and they're like oh what are you doing here? Mm. That's what you do often. Mm. You know, you're just a normal yeah. guy. And I think sometimes seeing that and people's reaction and stuff like that sometimes is a bit dif- different or different. You're like, I'm just a normal. Yeah. And it's, I mean, do you find that side of you, did you find it kind of, you wanted to try harder to get Mo Farah out, Mo Farah the person out as opposed to Mo Farah the runner? You know, so it's like you try and shine a magnifying glass almost on your personality as opposed to your achievements. I think so. I think my achievements have been great. But the reality is, you know, go just enjoy the normal things we do every day. And, and, and for me, as myself, what I see, I love to be able to, you know, give back to the community, to younger kids and show what is possible and what is like to normal person to do that. You can do that. Yeah. You know, yeah, have achieved great things, but it doesn't mean you have to carry yourself a certain way or you have to talk a certain way. You could be you. Yeah. I mean, physically, do you think anyone can be a runner or are there, you know, certain physical traits that make it harder? I think running is one of the things. What you put in is what you get up on the other side. And I think to a certain degree, everybody can, can run or do certain things in, in just general stuff. They can do it. But how far you pursue to that is a different level. Like myself, mm. you know, we're talking about elite level in terms of, you know, the best of the world, what you have to compete in terms of competition. We're talking about like way up there. But in terms of the, just a normal, anybody can run. And often like I engage with my wife who runs a bit now and running quite a lot and training and stuff like that. And I just see it. She enjoys it. And I think you can enjoy yeah. it. It depends how you see it as. I mean, I always see running because that's the one thing I do consistently is running. And for me, it's, it's freedom. Be free and come, you come back from that run and you're like, you just feel great. 
Yeah, you never regret going for a run. It might be no. agony to get your fat ass out the door, but you go and it's it's just like and you see you see so much more and you can process things. Um for me it's the best form of therapy you can have, physical and emotional. No, for sure. And I think the thing is just go and enjoy, do something, you know, been out yeah. and, and be active and even with my kids yeah. I, I I've seen it a lot and I'll just try and just encourage them not to make them run but just kind of every day like we try and do just make them run a mile or just go for a little jog it just helps instead mm. being you know on the, on the ipad and stuff and just get get them to be just a little bit more active because when they're active they can do more stuff mm. how old are your children now so my my oldest is 16 and i've got <gasps> my twin girls are nine 2012 and then my son's birthday is tomorrow actually he's going to be six that's so great and have any of them do any of them aspire to follow in your shoes or have you put them off? I haven't put them off. And uh, my youngest, he loves running, playing football. The twins kind of just, I just help him in, in putting them in different activities. As you said, like they, they do quite a lot of stuff. Mm. Anyway, generally all, all around, if it's hockey or swimming or mm. gymnastics, just anything they want to do. But I also just try and encourage them just running. Um, and I think yeah. it's one of these things, you know, where you, as you said, we talked about the body shape, how well they are, and you you can see your kids, you know, which one is more, you know, narrow frame, and and where they can just say, oh, she'd be quite good at running because you yeah, know, the longer distance, and then the other one, it's like the bigger frame, good at swimming, stuff, broad shoulders, so you kind of just see things that you can put them into it, but I never want to be that parents where you go, you need to do this, you need to do. I think they're almost finding out themselves what they're good at, and you just as a parent, all we can do is support and encourage them. Exactly, it's so true. But Mo, look at you. You're kind of dressed today, as I expected to to see you in a, a tracky top. But um, I'm I'm presume. But there was an amazing ad of you actually, which you did for a watch campaign. Um, and you're wearing a camel coat, and you look so handsome. You are so handsome. But do you do you just live in tracksuits, or do clothes play a more important role for you? No, I do live in tracksuit bottoms, and often it's, it's what I find comfortable. And being around the house, been you know taking my kids into different sport acti- activities, all kinds of stuff. I am in tracksuit bottoms. I don't know if even when I do the parents drop my kids at school, it takes me five minutes to get ready. I brush my teeth, get ready, have a coffee, drop them off with my tracksuit bottoms. And you don't even have to brush your hair. Oh, good thing I have no hair. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine you with her. You you suit being bald so well. I can't imagine you, that iconic face. Yeah, no, but when I used to have her, Tiny used to platform me. I used to often go around the house and she would braid it for me. And That's so cool. But do you have only tracksuits in your wardrobe or do you have anything else? Do you, do you enjoy clothes? No, I do enjoy from... clothes. I think and everybody do enjoy scrubbing up now and then and putting on a suit or a nice shirt and, and shoes I am into my shoes and I, I, I do collect Jordans that's what I'm into so often I do try and put oh my god a pair of Jordans now and then I try not wear it too many times and then yeah. just keep changing up they are worth a fun because my son he collects trainers does he and um yeah and he he sold a pair of Jordans for I mean just like silly money. I was like, for God's sake, Joe, you got more than I could sell like a dining room table or something. When you were traveling endlessly, was there anything that you took with you that, um, and also when you went to live in America for seven years, 
Was there anything that you took with you or do you have anything that is like a comfort blanket? It could be metaphorically a comfort blanket or something that you actually wear. I think over the years when I was traveling a lot and kind of missed my kids, there was a, I had a, a mug with their pictures on it, one mug, and then I had a pillowcase that I always took it with me. So whenever I was away for a long time, I always take that. And so the pillowcase had that photograph on it yeah. too, did it? It's so hard being away from family. I mean, I just, you, you must have spent so many years accumulatively. If you add up, I think average, I was away six months to five months, minimum. Wow. That's so tough. But it must have been almost harder for you than, than your children. It got harder now because my son is that age at six and he gets it now a little bit. But when he was like three or four, he, you don't, he doesn't know what you're doing. He's like asking the questions, why do you even have to go away? Why do you have to do it? And you've got to find the reason why you're doing it. You are doing it <laughs> as well as yourself for mm. them. But at the same time, it's like, what is the reason doing it? And it actually makes you think, why am I doing it? And I, I, for me, that was the hardest, knowing why you're doing it. Okay, so what was your answer to yourself I was like, and to look, him? I want to make you proud. I want to make the nation proud, I want to do, let me just keep doing it. Yeah. And I think yeah. general goal was obviously, you know, to just make most of myself and, and, and for my career. Did you ever at any point feel or worry, feel guilty that you were being selfish in your pursuit yeah. for excellence? Yeah, no, for sure. There's a lot of times it goes through your mind, am I being selfish? Am I doing the right thing? What, what is the right thing? Yeah. And so would you, if they'd said, would that we just can't, you know, please don't go, please don't go, please don't go, would you have stopped? Or was it the adult in you said, look, kids, you know, you're going to look back on this. I want to be an example of someone that you can be proud of and respect and that you can go off and do yourself. No, for sure. I want to be an example for the others. And I, I, I even if you said to me, listen, Mo, you're going to win one gold medal, I would have said, yeah, all right, I'll take that years back. And then once you get tasted, you want to keep doing it. You wanted it more than anything else. And I feel like at times, you know, I can make a difference. And, and you just getting the best out of yourself, if that makes sense. And in, in, as an athlete's career is short. It's not often you stay there for this amount of years. Mm. so you have to make most of it but it must be like uh, you know then it's almost like you have to share yourself with more than just your family because you do have this you know you have so many kids and people who admire you and you 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 must have given away a lot of yourself no you do but you enjoy what you do I just enjoy what yeah. I do and makes most of it yeah um, okay, so wardrobe malfunction. Have you ever running had a kind of disaster when your kit has let you down or anything at any time in your life where your clothes have let you down? Once I was about to race and I've left, I bought the wrong pair of spikes. I had a smaller size and a bigger size and I bought the smaller size and I wore them and I ended up getting blisters. But that was just a normal thing. And then the other thing was Oh, this is just me being silly. I had one shoe was was a uh, one color and another shoe different color, and I tried to go go across to them, like so you got one <laughs> of each, and one of them was slightly smaller, and I've got end up going blisters and going, 
and I wasn't there to tell my coach. Scary was like, <laughs> you can't do that. Why would you do it? So I'm often doing crazy things, but then that's why you've got good people around you to make sure yeah. you're okay. But that's about being organized. And if you've got you know, people to support you, you don't have to be organized yourself, but are you quite a disorganized person? I'm very disorganized. Generally. You walk in my room, I've been in there for two hours, and it's a tip. Like, <laughs> you're like, you just arrived a couple of hours ago. And I'm like, yeah, I just like to be free. But that's just me. Well, my house is different. Like, Tani, my wife is totally opposite, like, organized stuff, everything planned. And I'm like, what? And for me, I, just, I don't like to make anything complicated. So I'd rather deal with it later on than try and think about it and go, this, this, this. But then I've noticed it makes our life easier being organized. So I'm still learning, but I'll probably come halfway now. I'm not quite there yet, but just in the middle. Do you have a, a disorganized mind? Do you have a mind that is always thinking, racing, yeah. racing, thinking, thinking? Yeah. Yeah, my mind's so. always thinking about everything. Like, I get excited. I'm like, yeah. let's do this. But sometimes it's like, you get too excited. Just chill out. Yeah. I could do that in yeah. running, chill out and be at the back and come right at the right time. But other things, I do get excited. I'm like a little kid. It's funny, you remind me so much of my daughter, the one who ran next door <laughs> to you, started. You remind me so much of her in the way you doof, doof. think. And the, I can see your, I can feel your energy and she's exactly the same. It's just like, and she never explodes. No. It's just this, <clears throat> this energy that's just, always, and it's exhausting to be around sometimes for other people. Yeah, sometimes you like, there's so much, you're like, just chill out. Okay, I'm chilling. Yeah. But I've got to find something to do. And I think I was lucky enough that being able to do athletics and get into running because you can use that energy to running. And you still, I still do. But I think the key thing is like using that energy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Mo, final question. Um, you were knighted by the Queen in 2017. Actually, two more questions. This one, sorry. That's the dogs in the background. United by the Queen 2017, what did you wear? Oh, mate, I, was, I wore the special suit, hanging at the back, top hat. I looked, I look, they still got pictures of it, and I go, I'm looking all right there. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually remember it. You did look very, very cool. And would you consider that outfit to be your birthday suit, something that you put on and makes you feel Yeah, great? I would. If everybody dressed the same, I would. Or we're going to a race called watching, you know, a race or something like that, you would. Yeah. Oh, Mo. Well, listen, I'm going to let you go because I can hear, I think, those, some of those children of yours yeah. have returned. And it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so, so much for All taking right, the time. Take care. And, and enjoy yourself, whatever you do. All Thank right. You. you too. Thank you, Mo. What a kind-hearted gent he is. You can find him at mofarah.com and we'll put his social links in our show notes. And you can keep up to date with us at MyWardMal on our socials, on our website at mywardmal.com or by dropping us an email at help at mywardmal.com. And you can, of course, always subscribe, rate and review us on your chosen podcast platform. Finally, you can find our wonderful house band duo, at duoguitarmusic.com or at duoguitarmusic on their socials. Right, that's it. Thanks so much again to Mo, to Duo, and of course, thanks to you guys for listening. 
Catch up soon. Until then, my wardrobe is officially closed. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.